And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys had a great weekend. Uh, I had a pretty good weekend. I actually did some serious fishing yesterday. I, uh, yeah, me and a buddy of mine went fishing all day yesterday, and we just got destroyed. We got our butts kicked. We, we really did. I caught hardly anything. I caught, like, a, a little perch, a little catfish, and a nasty... Bullhead. I, I was all over Northwest Ohio. I was fishing out on the shores of Lake Erie, and it was freezing cold and crazy wind. The tide was super high. Couldn't even keep a bait down with four ounces of lead. It was ridiculous. Hiked to another spot up on the Ottawa River. It was terrible. The Maumee River, which is the big river where I I, I live on, it is uh, it was way too high. It was terrible. It was a t- we tried several five six different fishing spots all over northwest ohio and we got absolutely skunked we were really hoping to cook up some dinner uh from our catch and that just did not happen man i'm just wind burned i'm sore man but hey a bad day fishing beats uh a good day doing anything else so i, I guess i can't complain um yeah a lot to get to a, a ton to get to uh well, i just rambled about fishing for a while sorry about that guys a lot to get to today as always and i'll try to get to all of it um but first, guys, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. Tweet at us. We always tweet back. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, you know, a handful of those other podcast hosting sites. We're on all of them. But, you know, those are the big three, right? Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes. And, yeah, as always, if you're on iTunes, please give us a five-star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate that. All right, let's jump right into it. Actually, before I jump into the news, I have to give a shout-out to uh, to Ben Shapiro. Uh, you guys all, I'm sure, know Ben Shapiro. He's the editor-in-chief over at Daily Wire, host of The Ben Shapiro Show. He's a best-selling author. Um, and, uh, you know, from the from what I can tell, an all-around good dude. He gave your boy, your humble host, Brady Leonard, a shout-out on, on Twitter the other day. Um, I did bait him into it. He took the bait. It was like a bear to honey. He could not, he could not resist. Um, and uh, it came from a, a tweet about Joe Biden. And I will get to Joe Biden uh, and his uh, latest shenanigans later on in the show. <laughs> but Joe Biden made the outrageous claim last week that uh, obviously nobody believes, but he made the claim that he asked former President Obama not to endorse him because he wanted to uh, make the make his case to the American people himself. Um, obviously, that is a, a lie <laughs> in the business. That's what we call a lie. Uh, that's absolutely insane. His connection to Obama is the only thing keeping his candidacy afloat. Um, and there's not a Democrat alive running for president that would not love to, that wouldn't bend over backwards, that wouldn't do literally anything to get uh, the endorsement of, uh, you know, the, the last Democratic president who is still extremely popular among Democrats. So, yeah, yeah, Joe, not, not buying that one. So anyway, I just quote tweeted that and said, yes, similarly, I asked Ben Shapiro not to give my podcast a shout out because I don't even need a kajillion more listeners. And uh, and Ben retweeted it. So um, and like over a million people saw that tweet. And I saw my uh, download numbers uh, 
it took a sharp spike. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people listened to my last few episodes. So thank you guys. And everybody that found the show because of uh, Ben's tweet, welcome aboard. I'm glad to have you here. And hopefully you guys subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And hopefully you keep listening. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear what you say, what you have to say about the show. Um, yeah, yeah, shoot me a tweet at no gimmick spot or at Brady Leonard. That's my personal Twitter. So hit me up. Welcome to have you. Welcome aboard, guys. I'm very happy to have you. All right. To the news of the day. You know what? Another thing to talk about before I get to the news of the day. You know, wow. I, I'm really taking a roundabout way to, to get to the point here. But uh, I do have to mention Game of Thrones, that episode of Game of Thrones from last night. Holy cow. Spoiler alert, by the way. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen the new episode or the new season, just skip ahead about a minute. You know, just use a little skip button, skip ahead a minute or so, because there will be spoilers. But it was the long-anticipated Battle of Winterfell, and wow, incredible, incredible episode. It was 80 minutes. It was over 80 minutes of just pure violence, pure violence and destruction and death. Several major characters died. Oh, man, it was crazy. It was stressful. I, Me and my, my friends, we were just stressed out watching this episode. It's one of those episodes. But, man, a, br- a brilliant 80 minutes of television. I really don't understand people. I explained that a, a, last week, I think. I just don't get why people don't like Game of Thrones. It was absolutely tremendous. Wow. I mean, it, what a what a beautiful fight scene that lasted a f- almost an hour and a half. Just, cr- just great stuff. Just great stuff. And my, my only gripe with the new episode of, of Game of Thrones... There was not a lot of sound military strategy being employed on either side. And for for those of you that don't know what happened in the Battle of Winterfell, it was the living fighting the dead. All right, it was it was it was Daenerys's army and Jon Snow's army and uh against the 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 White Walkers led by the Night King, the living fighting the dead, the zombies, you know. Both sides really suck at strategy, at strategy like George W. Bush would say. Not a lot of sound strategy being employed on either side. Jon Snow and Daenerys Targaryen are terrible military commanders. <laughs> terrible. Terrible. I mean, they just sent the Dothraki horde just way out, just a first strike against the zombies right off the bat. I don't really know why. They're from like a like an Africa-style like warm climate. They don't really know anything about fighting in the north, in the snow, in the weather. They're completely exposed. They don't really have any armor on, which, you know, makes them very susceptible to being bitten by zombies and stuff, you would think. I don't know why they were on the front lines. Seems like, you know, the knights in armor should have been. So that was bad. And then they just jumped in with the dragons right off the bat, too, and, and one of them got really messed up. I don't know if it... If it died or not, you can't really tell. And then the Night King was awful, too, because it, it showed the downfalls of, you know, the Night King, he kind of controls the entire dead army himself. He's like the only thinking being. The rest of them were just kind of puppets. And uh, it really sh- it showed the flaws in that strategy of one mind controlling an entire fighting force. It doesn't really work. It's similar to, like, Grave Mind in Halo, for those of you guys that... Uh, that played Halo, the Flood, who are like the zombies in Halo. They're controlled by like one conscious being called Gravemind. And, uh, hey man, if one guy controls an entire army, there's a lot of blind spots there. A lot of blind spots. And then literally, uh, Night King was killed uh, by a giant blind spot where Arya Stark ran up behind him and stabbed him. So, 
yeah, these guys, uh, they're really bad at being generals. Very, very bad. Not, not a lot of good strategy going around on either side. But it was still an awesome hour and a half of television. So, yeah, stressful, but, but amazing to watch. Okay, I guess I'll actually talk about some news. Let's jump over to our friends over at the New York Times. The New York Times needs to delete their entire newspaper. It's over. Enough is enough. Pack it up and go home. Take your ball and go home. Pack it in and leave. It is over. It is over for the enemy of the American people, the New York Times. Over the weekend, the Times published literal Nazi propaganda. It drives me crazy, the overuse of the word literal. Like People in my generation, millennials, do not know what literally means. They almost exclusively use the word literally when they mean figuratively, which is, of course, the opposite of literally. The New York Times literally published Nazi propaganda. A cartoon depicting Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as a dog leading a blind Jewish President Donald Trump. This is very common. This was very common in Nazi propaganda in the 30s and 40s. And it's still common to this day in radical Muslim propaganda. You see ISIS publishing stuff like this all the time, and Al-Qaeda and Boko Haram. Very popular among the radical Muslims. And was very popular among the Nazis. It's actually almost virtually identical to a Nazi cartoon from 1940, where the Jews were depicted as leading a blind Jewish Winston Churchill. They basically just swapped out Churchill with Trump and published the same damn Nazi propaganda. Incredible stuff from the New York Times. The New York Times and the mainstream media generally really just hate the Jews. I mean, they hate the Jews so much. That's the bottom line. The left is so anti-Semitic that they don't even try to hide it anymore. This is the New York Times. They call themselves the paper of record. For goodness sakes. And then a couple days later, they published a pathetic, sorry, not sorry, BS, weak apology. And then, and then, The very next day, the next day, 24 hours later, 24 hours later, April 28th to April 29th, 2019, one day, 24 hours later, they do the exact same thing again. They published another anti-Semitic Netanyahu cartoon 24 hours after a kind of sorry, not sorry, apologizing for the first Nazi cartoon, they go full Adolf Hitler again. These people are evil. The New York Times, the mainstream media, are the enemy of the American people. I pushed back on Trump when he originally said that two years ago. I said, yes, these people are awful. They do not have the best interests of the country in mind. They really hate people like me, a conservative living in Ohio. But to say they're the enemy of the people... It's taking it a little too far. I was wrong. President Trump was right. The New York Times and the Washington Post and all the rest of them, they are the enemy of the American people. They're anti-Semitic. They're anti-American. These people are monsters. What else, what else can you say at this point about the New York Times? And what do some of the reasonable people that work for the Times say about this? Brett Stevens, who, you know, he hates Trump and he's, you know, he's an anti-Trump propagandist at this point, but he at least holds some 
conservative viewpoints. He's at least a thoughtful man, a reasonable guy, and a talented writer. How about Barry Weiss? How about Barry Weiss? He's a very talented writer. And she's a lefty. But, I mean, she's, you know, she's at least free-thinking. She's been on the Rogan podcast. You know, she's been on Ben Shapiro's show, I believe. And she's a Jew. What is what does a reasonable human being like Barry Weiss have to say about her employers at the New York Times? It's absolutely pathetic. These people need to pack it up and go home. Speaking of anti-Semitism, there was another shooting at a synagogue uh, yesterday. Um, and this one was uh, this time in California, in San Diego, California, on the last day of, of Passover, no less, where a, a Nazi came in yelling, you know, anti-Jewish tropes and opened fire inside the synagogue. Uh, w- one person, uh, a 60-year-old woman, was killed, and a handful more were wounded. Um, the left tried to to blame President Trump again, which makes no sense to anybody. I have no idea wh- how how the left can get away with trying to blame anti-Semitic attacks on the most pro-Jewish, pro-Israeli president in the history of the country. That that really makes no sense to me or anyone else with a brain. But the most disgusting response to this latest anti-Semitic shooting was from anti-Semitic Congresswoman herself, Ilhan Omar of Minnesota. Who had just a generic, he, you know, she refused to call out anti-Semitism by name, obviously, because she's a big fan of anti-Semitism. But she tweeted a generic, you know, tweet, we need to end violence and ban guns. And then she finished up her brilliant tweet with hashtag no more thoughts and prayers. Wow. You know what? That's the most honest thing a Democrat said in a long time. No more thoughts and prayers. Hey, at least she's honest. We all know the Democrats aren't uh, a big fan of thoughts. Let's look at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the thought leader of the Democratic Party. Pretty sure she doesn't have two thoughts to rub together. And we all know they hate prayers. At least if the prayers are being prayed by Christians and Jews. I guess they're fine with Muslim prayers. No more thoughts and prayers. Run on that, Democrats. Generic Democratic nominee 2020. No more thoughts and prayers. No thinking, no praying. Wow. What a sales pitch to the American people. What a sorry group of individuals, these Democrats. And one more thing uh, in regards to this this synagogue shooting in California. Uh, on, on this latest episode of uh, Good Guy with a Gun Stops Bad Guy with a Gun, um, the rabbi of the synagogue um, asked one of his parishioners, who happens to be a border control agent, to carry his gun while while worshiping at the synagogue, um, you know, just in case. And uh, this man was there um, praying at the synagogue uh, uh, on the last day of Passover, and uh, he had, you know, he he was armed and he stopped the gunman. Uh, he stopped the gunman before uh, he could do any additional harm. I mean, they, instead of one dead, um, if this this border control agent. I wasn't armed and ready to respond. Who knows? Who knows what could have happened? I don't want to think about what could have happened. 10 dead, 20 dead, more? Who knows? The only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. This is a proven fact. Everyone, every American who loves freedom should purchase a firearm if you haven't already and learn how to shoot. Learn how to defend yourself and your family and your religious community. 
If you go to synagogue, if you go to church, carry a gun. Because you never know. I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Democrats' 2020 frontrunner, Joe Biden, former vice president, a little bit. He's officially in the race. Uh, Joe's officially in the race. Uh, he announced on Thursday with a, a video, a campaign launch video. Uh, not not really impressed with uh, with old creepy Uncle Joe's uh, campaign rollout. The video was was essentially solely focused on calling President Donald Trump a Nazi. Very clever, <laughs> you know, like wow, groundbreaking stuff. You know, you know, I've never heard that before. You know, I've never heard that point articulated before. That Donald Trump is a Nazi. It's so it's groundbreaking. It's so clever. I've never thought of that before. To call your political opponent a Nazi. Wow, truly groundbreaking stuff from Team Biden. I mean, Biden surely has hired the best campaign staffers this side of the Mississippi to come up with his brilliant take. Orange man bad. I mean, come on. You spend millions of dollars on hiring the best campaign people. The best videographers and graphic designers and the, the best speechwriters and everything else. And you come up with orange man bad as your campaign slogan. Wow. Well done, Team Joe Biden 2020. Orange man bad. My goodness. Biden's video focused on Trump's comments after the, uh, the neo-Nazi march in Charlottesville a couple years ago. Where Trump said there was fine people on both sides and calling Trump a Nazi. When, of course, this has been debunked. This has been debunked a million times, right? We all know this. Trump condemned the neo-Nazis. He, he called out white supremacy and condemned it by name. When he said there's very fine people on both sides, he was talking about the, the point behind all these protests where they were taking down a statue of Robert E. Lee. And he said there's, both, there's very fine people on both sides of that argument. And I don't even know where I come down on that argument. There are very fine people on both sides of that argument. Do I think that they should leave up statues of people like Robert E. Lee, you know, to teach history so history doesn't repeat itself? Or do you take it down because, you know, he was a traitor. He was a, he was a brilliant general, but he was a traitor to this country. He fought for the Confederacy. So should his statue be taken down? I don't know. I mean, for me, if it were up to me, I'd say leave it up, but make sure there's a plaque right in front of the statue saying, this was Robert E. Lee. He messed up. He fought for the Confederacy, and he lost. He was a slave owner. This is who this man was. I'd rather teach history than, than tear it down. But there, of course, there are very fine people on both sides of that argument. That's what Trump said. The media, obviously, since they're, they're the enemy of the American people, twisted his words and, and tried to claim that that Trump was saying the white supremacists marching with their tiki torches were very fine people or something like that. That's obviously not what he said. That has been debunked. Of course, if you're a leftist, when something's been debunked, you just ignore that and just power through with your attacks using debunked BS to attack your political opponents. That's what Joe Biden's doing here. Wow. This man is the front runner. He's still leading in most polls. A few polls do have Bernie Sanders up a couple points on him, but and the real clear politics average, Joe Biden is still up. He's leading most of the Iowa polls. Uh, I think Sanders is up uh, slightly in most of the New Hampshire polls. But um, this is your front runner, a 77-year-old man 
who's been on both sides of almost every issue for the last 40 years, who seems like he's slowed down a little bit. He doesn't seem as, as sharp mentally as he used to be. He is 77. He looks like he's about 107. His campaign slogan is Orange Man Bad. That's it. He's not bringing anything to the table. He hasn't brought forth any policy proposals or anything. He's just saying Trump's a Nazi. Vote for me because Trump's a Nazi. I, I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see... I, I don't know what's going to happen in this primary. I, it, I, I almost think it's going to look a little bit like the Battle of Winterfell. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that watch Game of Thrones, sorry to come back full circle back to Game of Thrones. But how... You know, you can't, it looks like you know what's going to happen. Everybody's going to get slaughtered. The Night King's going to win. And then there's kind of this deus ex machina at the end. And a hero swoops in and wins. And everything's fine. Or something like that. And, you know, there's some kind of unexpected outcome. I just can't see... Somebody's got to jump in. Cause all these Democrats are so bad. Joe Biden is your front runner. Come on. He had to drop out of the 1988 presidential race for plagiarizing JFK. He had to drop out of the 2008 <laughs> presidential race because he called Barack Obama. He, he was, you know, crediting Barack Obama and said, you know, oh, isn't it great that there's an articulate black man running or something like that? It's like, wow, that's racist. So his campaign really didn't go anywhere after that. Uh, interesting that Obama still chose him as, as VP, but, I mean, that's a weird move after those comments. But I just can't picture. Can you picture Joe Biden as the actual nominee for the for the Democratic Party or Bernie Sanders or Kamala Harris? I almost think like there's going to be this deus ex machina kind of situation towards the end of, of the primary where just a, a dark horse comes in and just catches fire. or Somebody that we're not even thinking about just jumps into the race last minute and steals it because. Look, if I know there's most of the people listening to this show are Republicans or Libertarians, conservatives, but I know there are a lot of Democrats that listen. Joe Biden gets trucked by Trump in the general election. Mark my words. So does Bernie Sanders. Unless one of these candidates can get their head out of their ass and actually put together a coherent campaign with actual real policy proposals, I don't I just don't see them winning more than fifteen states. Our economy's great. First quarter GDP numbers just came out last Friday, 3.2%, which is outstanding. Unemployment at the lowest rates uh, since the early 60s. Female, black, and Hispanic unemployment rates at the lowest point ever. ISIS completely destroyed. No new wars. I wish President Trump would get us out of some of these existing wars, but he at least hasn't started any new ones, something his two most recent predecessors can't say. There's a lot to like about what, what Trump is doing right now and, and hashtag orange man bad as a campaign strategy from your front runner just isn't going to cut it. So I have no idea. I've made proje- predictions and projections and we've talked through all the candidates and stuff several times and I don't know what's going to happen, but I just can't see. I, I, Biden, that's the best you people have? My goodness. My goodness. If you haven't seen his campaign rollout video, Google it. It's worth a minute and a half just to see how inept these people are, how pathetic these people really are. It's amazing. Well, that's all I got for today. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, please subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at NoGimmicksPod. I appreciate you guys listening, and I appreciate all the great feedback I've been getting lately. It really means a lot to me. And I will be back uh, on Wednesday with a great guest. I'm Brady Leonard. No gimmicks. No gimmicks.